the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, senior pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. Glory to His name. This is why we are here today, to give glory to the name of our blessed Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who died so that we may live and have eternal life. Good morning to my People's Baptist Church family. Good morning to our guests and friends. Welcome to this worship service in which we are celebrating the dying love of our blessed Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The title of the message today is Controlling Our Tongues. Controlling Our Tongues. One of the things that we have become very conscious of over the past several years is the unbridled use of the tongue. We have seen and heard politicians and other public figures use words which many of us find offensive, demeaning, and lacking in civility. The contents of talk radio, cable television, and social media postings reveal a growing lack of civility, good taste, and good judgment. Research some years ago discovered that the average American spends one-fifth of his or her life talking. Add to that now emails, text messages, tweets, and postings on social media, and you can see the devastating results of the wrong use of the tongue. James, in his letter, written in the first century, recognized the tongue as a powerful instrument for good or evil. In James chapter 3 and verse 2, James says, Indeed, we all make many mistakes. For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. So let us look at what I am calling the need to learn to control the use of our tongue. And there are three three reasons I'm going to be giving. First, because our words affect the direction of our life. In James chapter 3 and verse 3, 
James says, by putting a bit into the mouth of a horse, we can turn the horse in different directions. In the same way, your tongue can direct your life. It can either keep you on course or get you off course. Your words affect the direction of your life. And James uses another example in the next verse, verse 4, where he says, Or think of a ship, big as it is, and driven by such strong winds, it can be steered by a very small rudder, and it goes wherever the pilot wants it to go. Now, the Queen Mary is three acres long, and its anchor weighs the equivalent of ten cars. Yet that huge ship is steered by a relatively small rudder. And James is saying here, just like a little rudder directs a ship, your tongue is the rudder of your life, or we could say the steering wheel of your life. Because the tongue is such a small part of our body, we tend to forget its importance. Yet it is actually the controlling factor in our life. Just like a rudder sets the direction of a ship and just like a bit sets the direction of a horse, the way you talk directs where you are going. We have no idea how powerful our words really are. James says, our mouth directs where we go. If you want to know where you are headed in the future, look at your conversation. What do you talk about the most? Whatever you talk about the most, you tend to move in that direction. Do you talk about the Lord the most? Do you talk about money the most? Do you talk about your problems the most? Whatever you're focusing on, that's the way you are headed in life. We shape our words and then our words shape us. If you don't like the way that you're headed in life, change your vocabulary. I'm not talking about cussing, swear words. I'm talking about the topics you talk about all the time. Your mouth, the Bible says, directs you. If you want to control your life, get control of your conversation, the words that you use. But the second reason is because our words can do enormous damage. James gives us another example, this time of a forest fire. James 3, 5, and 6, it takes only a small spark or, uh, to start a forest fire. The tongue is like a spark. It is an evil power that dirties the rest of the body and set a person's entire life on fire that comes from hell itself. The living Bible paraphrase says, the tongue is a small thing 
but what a more enormous damage it can do. A great forest can be set on fire by one tiny spark, and the tongue is a flame of fire. Each year there are huge forest fires in the western parts of the country. Sometimes hundreds of expensive homes are destroyed. Often they are started by just one spark. Just like a careless camper can destroy an entire national park, a careless word can destroy an entire life. How many marriages are destroyed by careless words? How many children are scarred for life by careless words? How many relationships are devastated by careless words? How many problems in the church are caused by careless words? So many problems in life come by the way we talk. James says our words are like a little spark that can start an enormous forest fire. Nothing spreads faster than fire except gossip. People who spread rumors can do great destruction to human life, and we should steer clear of such persons as much as we are able. Fire and words have a lot in common. Fire under control is good. Fire under control gives warmth and light. But fire out of control is devastating. Words under control give encouragement. Words out of control can be just as damaging and destructive as a fire. My words direct where I go and can destroy what I have. They can turn a little thing into a big thing. Have you ever seen a chain reaction to angry words? I saw recently someone suggesting that it goes like this. So dad comes home from work and he's really frustrated and takes his frustration out on his wife. He says something unkind or might even yell at her. Then she has had just enough frustration, so she turns around and yells at the older son. And the older son turns around and yells at his younger brother. And the younger brother kicks the dog. <laughs> And the dog bites the cat. <laughs> and the cat comes over and scratches the baby. <laughs> so there is often a chain reaction to our words. Have you ever heard anyone say, she said this, I said that, and then all hell broke loose? You see, our words have the power to delight or to destroy, to build up or to damage. So what's the antidote? Proverbs 21 and verse 23 says, Watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut and you will stay out of trouble. And James 3, 7 and 8 says, All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil 
full of deadly poison. Humanly speaking, the tongue is uncontrollable. You can tame wild animals, but you can't tame the tongue. It is full of deadly poison, says James. Some of you are still recovering from words that hurt you back in childhood. That's how damaging our words can be. We have to be aware that they direct our lives and can destroy what we have if we aren't careful. But the third reason why we need to control our our tongue is because our words show who we really are. Our words show who we really are. They reveal our inner character. If you want to know what a person is really like, look at their words. Look at how they talk. Look at their conversation. It's a mirror of what is going on in the inside of them. One of the things our words reveal is our inconsistencies. James 3.10 says, Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. You see, when James talks about cursing here, he's not talking about swearing or vulgarity. He's talking about put-downs, snide remarks, sarcasm, words that tear down rather than words that build up. Many of you have no problem with swearing. You conquered that habit a long time ago. But do you have a sharp tongue? Do you have a tendency to say words that put people down? Words that tear down rather than build up? James says, out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. This ought not to be. It is amazing how quickly we can change in our speech. In verse 12, uh, not here on your outline, James says, Can you pick olives from a fig tree or figs from a grapevine? No, you can't draw fresh water from a salty pond or a salty pool. James is saying, when you have a problem with your mouth, consider the source. You don't get grapes off an apple tree. You don't get pears off a cherry tree. The nature of the tree determines the fruit. My inner nature determines how I speak. If I have a problem, it's down inside. It's a nature problem, not a mouth problem. James says, can fresh water come out of a salty pool? No. Whatever is in the pool is going to come out. The real issue then is a heart issue. The problem is not my tongue that I can't control. The problem is my heart. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 34, your words show what is in your heart. My mouth betrays what is really going on in my heart. I may kid you for a while, but eventually my mouth will betray 
what my heart is really like. That's where the change needs to take place. Not just making a resolution, saying that I'm not going to do this or not going to say this anymore. That's working on the externals. Sometimes you hear people making excuses. I don't know why I said that. That's not me. I'm not like that. Well, James would say, yes, it is. It's just like you. Your words reveal what you are really like. If you show me somebody with a harsh tongue, I'll show you somebody with an angry heart. Show me someone with an overactive tongue talking all the time, I'll show you somebody with an unsettled heart. Show me somebody with a judgmental tongue and I'll show you someone with a guilty heart. And show me someone with a boasting tongue and I'll show you someone with an insecure heart. It is only revealing what's on the inside of you. On the other hand, show me someone who is encouraging all the time and I'll show you somebody with a happy heart. And show me someone who is gentle in their speech and I'll show you somebody with a peaceful heart. Whatever is on the inside is what is going to come out of your mouth, says James. So what is the solution to all of this? How do I change? Three ways. First, get a new heart from God. You see, God specializes in heart transplants. Ezekiel 18.31 says, Rid yourselves of all the offenses you have committed and get a new heart and a new spirit. Painting the pump isn't going to do any good if the water in the well is contaminated. All the external things are fine and good, but what you really need is a new heart. You need to say to God, God, I need you to do a miracle in my life to replace the hard heart, the bitter heart, the insecure heart, the angry heart, so that the right words will come out of my mouth. You need to pray like David prayed in Psalm 51, where David says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. And the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, in the Living Bible paraphrase, says, When someone becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new person inside He is not the same anymore. A new life has begun. You see, God gives us a heart transplant, and it is called being born again. You're not turning over a new leaf. You're getting a whole new life, and only God can do that. But the second thing to do is to think before you speak or write. Put your mind in gear before you put your mouth in gear. James 1, 
And verse 19 says, Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. If you are quick to listen and you are slow to speak, then you will be slow to become angry. Someone has suggested that we use the acronym THINK when just before we speak, ask yourself the question, T, is it truthful? H, is it helpful? I, is it inspirational? N, is it necessary? And K, is it kind? Think before you speak or write and ask yourself the question, do I really need to say this? Is it going to build up or is it going to tear down my husband or wife, my children, the people I work with, my neighbors, someone in the church family? If we do this, we'll have so much peace in our homes, in our churches, in our places of work. But lastly, ask God for help every day. Here's a good prayer to pray. Psalm 141 and verse 3. In the contemporary English version it says, Help me to guard my words whenever I say something. But I, I like the new central version, which says, Lord, help me control my tongue. Help me be careful about what I say. I need God's help to break lifelong habits. If you make Jesus Christ the captain of your ship and let him steer that rudder, you will be able to make changes in this area of your life. Tongue control really begins with what I may call life management. So we all need a life manager. And that's going, either going to be you and you know what a poor job you have done, or it's going to be God who knows more about your life than you do. Therefore, you can trust him with your life. You can trust him to guide you in what you need to say in particular moments. As a manager of your life, you can trust him when you don't understand what's going on. You can trust him when you find yourself in a predicament. You can trust him when you don't know what to do. And you can trust him when you must make an important decision. Whatever strength or wisdom or guidance or help you may need in order to handle the situation that you're in, you can trust God for it. He has never lost a battle, never failed a test, never misunderstood a situation, and has never disappointed a soul, and never will. Therefore, I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord till I die. 
Guide me, O thou great Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren land. I am weak, but thou art mighty. Hold me with thy powerful hand. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Feed me till I want no more. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.